Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday, January 23rd, 2023. Today is episode 166. Um, I also wanted to give a disclaimer to everybody. I said yesterday, or um, not yesterday, Friday, last show, um, uh, about today's episode. We are going to be talking about some stuff that, especially if you're watching with kid, you watch with little ones, um, you, you might not want to, uh, cause we're going to be talking pretty freely about some pretty heavy stuff. So, um, just wanted to give you guys that heads up. We're going to be showing some pictures and some videos, um, which have been edited. Don't worry. Um, but I just wanted to give you guys a disclaimer about that. So, all right. Um, you guys know one of my guests, Cindy McGill. Um, who's the founder of Freedom Lounge, but she is joined by her friend who also is, um, she's her PA, low-key PA. Uh, she uh, helps her with a lot of different stuff. She attends these porn conventions with Cindy. She's gone to several. Um, and uh, so let's give it up for my guests today, Cindy McGill and Abby McGee. Hello, welcome both. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. So Cindy, obviously people very familiar with you here, but Abby, you're new, you're a new face around here, around these parts. So why don't you uh, take a minute to just introduce yourself to the people? All right. Hi guys. I'm Abby McKee. I am a friend, a neighbor and um, troublemaker. personal troublemaker for Cindy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, my family and I have been here in Texas for a few years um, we came along to help Cindy out with what she's got going on around here. And this is just somewhere the Lord led us. So yeah. That's what we do. Awesome. And where did you, where did you live before Texas? Um, my husband's a retired Marine. So we've been a little bit of everywhere. Okay. All right. We were in West Virginia prior to moving to Texas. Um, but the Lord led me to Cindy's ministry and she took a chance on me and We've been stuck together ever since. Awesome. So how long have you been working with Cindy and going to these conventions? Um, 2019, 2018, 2019, okay. something like I that. Was, yeah. yeah, about five years. Yeah. yeah. So I went, I went to the convention with her, uh, the one we're going to talk about today. I yeah. went um, to the convention with her my first year. And then right after the Lord began giving me dreams about moving to a city that looked like it had mirrored buildings. And so I called my dear dream interpreter friend and I said, all right. Help me out here. And she said, well, that sounds like where we live. <laughs> so D spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Cindy. Just kidding. Uh, so I, I got to ask, um, you know, because Cindy has been doing this for a while, but going into a, a, a porn convention, I would imagine is a pretty heavy feeling. Um, I've been, I've done ministry. I've never gone into a porn convention and done ministry, but I have done it in red light districts mm -hmm. and that was pretty heavy. Um, so uh, was it something that you were just under the anointing and you were able to just function or did it take some, does it take some time to build kind of be able to stand up under it and, and function in the prophetic or, or however you're, you're operating? How was that like for you? I'm really curious. Yeah. Um, so really the Lord had prepared me for this mm -hmm. much my whole life. I was never in 
the industry. I never um, did any of those things, but I was in and out of things. I, I have a very speckled past. Mm. I was a wild child. Um, I, I went around, I did many things. I was in and out of different scenes growing up. Um, I was a rave kid when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, I, I feel like every negative thing he took and he's using it for positive now. Um, he has set me completely apart from my past. And, you know, he really just has used it to prepare me. I always had like this, um, I had this favor to get into places and get into VIP areas and stuff when I was in the world. And since I turned my life over to him 15 years ago, 20 years ago now, he has still allowed me to have that. And I have access to places. It's just Come been on. kind of incredible. And so yeah. I realized that, you know, he really did train me for a long time. Um, I was involved in a strip club ministry when I met Cindy. Okay. Um, and so it was, you know, again, not something I ever did, but it was something that became kind of, you know, normal to me. Let's just go and love on people in pretty dark yeah. places. Yeah. So I feel like he, he trained me, but yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing I love about Cindy's ministry and what you guys do is I know for myself, I remember I was listening to this guy talking about how he would go into strip clubs and he would witness to people. He had like a ministry and I was like, I don't know that, that but this is like years ago. I was like, I don't know that that's wise, you know, but <laughs> I think a lot of the church find themselves in that mentality um, where there's this total separation where we take be you know in the world not of it and so we think that there's this total separation okay anything that's evil we can't even go into those places and preach the gospel we can't even do that we need to completely separate ourselves and over time i've really realized and it's because of ministries like Cindy's and what you guys are doing that i know a lot of people have kind of shifted their focus and being like man like how are these people going to hear about Jesus how are they going to encounter him if we don't go into these places? And is God not big enough to protect you from those things? It's important to be smart and wise about it. And, and prayer is essential, but we have to go into these places. And so um, I know my perspective has shifted even more in that direction after having Cindy on however many times she's been on and getting to know her and just following her. So um so let's just jump right into it, you guys. Um, so in the beginning of January, you guys went to the convention, which is called? AVN. Okay. So let's just go ahead and, and talk about it. What was it like? It was like four days, three days, something like it's that? Four days. Four days, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's four days uh, pretty much nonstop. Um, and uh, it's uh, it was in a different venue this year. So for me, this was year 13. Um, and that was after the two year COVID break that they didn't have it and they closed it down for health reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just have to say that. Oh, so, yeah. um, <laughs> and um, but anyway, they, they punched it back up against that again this year. Yeah. And it was in a different location. It was in a different place than we had been before. So um, there were a lot of new people. There were I, I, the thing that I noticed right away was um you know where it talks about in, in isaiah 60 where darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness covers people well deep darkness had definitely taken uh taken its its place mm -hmm. in um in this arena and also over people there it was um they were almost some were almost zombie-ish i i had mm -hmm. a hard time connecting or even being able to communicate with them there was uh 
a blankness in them. And I hadn't, you know, usually we stand out, you know, <laughs> they, we, we are definitely light in darkness. Right. So they know we're, we're not in the industry. Or most right. Of them Cause you're, they're like, you're not here for the porn. Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah. But, um, this, it was, um, it was much more, um, it was more difficult to navigate through. I had to kind of really get my mind. I mean, it, it was tearing, it was tearing me up like mm. on the inside because I noticed a lot of young kids or young people there. Okay. So I'm not going to say children, but they were pre, they were 11 ish, 12 ish, you know, kind of thing. Yes. Wow. And, um, you know, it's, uh, the thing that I noticed again is that I'm just going to be real and raw with people because yeah. they don't know. Obviously, the church uh, is is not real familiar because we're not in those arenas and we don't know. So yeah. I feel like, you know, Abby and I are field spies. We go mm -hmm. in and our whole team actually are field mm -hmm. spies. We go in, we find out what's going on and come back and tell you this is what is really happening. OK, apart from church life and, and that kind of thing. And um they're trying to normalize uh, pedophilia. They're trying to normalize um, changing a little boys to little girls. Um, there, uh, there's a whole mixture of of uh, identityless, I guess is the way to put it. Uh, people who just don't know who they are or what they're doing, and um, so we're we have a fight on our hands. Yeah. Um, and if we don't make ourselves available if we don't bring the truth into the dark into the lies okay if we don't because the truth sets people free you know so if we don't bring it in if we're not lights in dark places then the darkness just gets darker it just continues yeah. to to creep and um and that's real what it, what i experienced this year yeah. it was uh it was more heart-wrenching in fact abby took a lot of uh the you know, took a lot of, did a lot of the encounters and, um, there were times I just had to step out mm -hmm. and I hadn't done that really before in the past. I just felt like I, you know, was overwhelmed a little bit, but I, I've been watching this. I've had my finger on this pulse for 13 years. Yeah. So I'm like, Hmm, let's get a look at it and see what's happening. Then how do we become an answer? You know, yeah. how do we become an answer? How do we, how do we educate people to get involved? You know. And I've done a number of different little videos myself, just on personal stuff, and just said, "Show up. Hmm. If you just show up, yeah. Jesus shows up with you." <laughs> you know, and and then there is a marked difference, and um, and so we'll you know get more into that in the interview. But I was, uh, we were talking amongst ourselves as a team and saying, "Well, what is it?" Where's the hot, where's God putting his, you know, where, where's his hand right now? You know, is it on dreams? Is it on uh, words of knowledge or is it on touch? And if we could get a hold of them and, and hold their hand, we felt the power of God and they felt it. And sometimes we didn't have to say a word. Um, and we did have some dream interpretations that were very um, specific. And we knew that God had ordained our path right to hear the dream and then give them an answer of the dream interpretation. But I think we ended up hold, getting a hold of or touching people or getting their hands. Our hands would heat up. Mm -hmm. um, there was power that was flowing. I know Abby wow. 
speak into, um, you know, one girl that almost fell out. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's talk about it. I I, I got to hear this. Yeah. So I think you guys have a, a picture of this encounter, actually. Um, there was a young lady who I encountered and she had, you know, a pretty simple dream. It wasn't anything super special. It wasn't, you know, I, I was like, okay, Lord, I'll do this one. But I did this, this dream for her. Yeah, that's the one. And so um, at the end, she said, wow, that was really amazing. I would like to learn more about um, this kind of stuff. And I said, well, let me just impart some energy to you then, because um, I happen to carry a really great gifting for that kind of thing. So yeah. let me just impart that to you. And I said, can I have your hands? And she said, absolutely. Um, and so I, I took her hands in mine and I, I looked at her and I said, I'm just going to stand here in silence until it gets weird. Yeah. Said, okay. And I, I just stood there. You know, the Lord in the last year has been speaking to me greatly on the shifting of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes he wants us to do the exact opposite of what's going on around us. And he will ask us to be still when everything is wild. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and sometimes he'll want us to get wild when it's quiet. Um, but you know, there's a really important pull to learning the uncomfortable silence. And so I was, I was teaching this girl, let's just, you know, it's, uh, I think the world would call it, let's just center ourselves. Right. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And so I said, just give me your hands. I'm going to impart this to you. Mm -hmm. um, and as I did, I said, the only, I want you to tell me when you feel things in your body. And so she said, Oh, my legs twitching. I'm like, okay. All right. And then she said, but my eyes, and then I like peeked up, you know? And I said, what are your eyes doing? And she said, there, something's happening with them. I don't know what's going on. And so then wow. I asked my friend Jennifer, who's also in the photo, um, can you put your finger on her forehead? And the minute that she touched her, the girl began to fall out in the spirit right there. In the everything. <laughs> and so I just stayed plugged in as long as I could until I knew I had to pull off, you know, uh -huh. we can't let them fall out, uh, you know, right there in the middle of all that, because that would kind of target us. But sure. Uh, when she opened her eyes, she said the most uh, amazing thing to me. I said, well, what do you see? And she said, everything is so much more brilliant now, but man, it's darker. In here. Well, like, fancy that. Uh -huh. Yeah, said, there you go. And, and I told her, I was like, you are supposed to be in places of light. So pay attention to the dark. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. Well, and it's interesting too, because uh, obviously it's not the same situation, but um, you know, I, I was in missions for several years and I have lots of friends who are in missions and they go into places where you can't outright preach the gospel. Otherwise you could get thrown in prison or worse. And, um, there's this Western mindset we have where we, we, we get locked in. We limit God is, is really what I'm kind of getting at is we, we limit God and what he's capable of. And we think the only way God can work is if I say this, then this, then this. And then we do this at the end and then bada bing, bada boom. Okay. Now they're saved or, okay. Now I feel better about this encounter with this person and their encounter with God or me making connection with them. And then when I was in China, there would be people who would give their life to the Lord, but the, the real church is underground there. I can't just like walk around and be like, Hey, anybody know where an underground church is? <laughs> you know? And so I, I had people that would like, be like, well, what did you do? You know, I would tell them testimonies about, Oh, this person gave their life to the Lord. And this person, they go, well, what would you do to plug them in? And I immediately was like, that is a very Western thing that we do. And not that getting someone plugged into your church is bad. It's not, 
but it's not that simple. And I have to trust that he who began the good work in these people is going to continue into the day of Christ Jesus. The same with this girl. How yeah. is that any different? You know, yeah. so Our salvation is a process, right? I mean, we're having encounters throughout life. What I tell people often about what we do, they'll say, well, do you ever get them saved? And, you know, where do you send them after? And I say, listen, there have been a lot of praying grandmothers out there right. and we just come and we drop water on the seed that they planted. Mm -hmm. And then we hope and pray for the Lord to bring the person in that's going to cultivate that. Yeah. And there may be, you know, you may be step two or three on 10 steps, but um, you know, the Lord is faithful. It's not about us. We, we aren't really doing anything but being in agreement with him and uh, being right. conduits to the earth. Yeah. 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 And that's been really the biggest thing is that we don't, we don't always honor the process. You know, yeah. we, um, we want to get them saved. We think, cause we've been, you know, you know, I've been born again since the seventies. So yeah. I mean, we were taught, you got to get them saved. Yeah. I mean, cause it's on you if they don't get saved. Right. And then, uh, you know, cause, and so you have to, we always forced it. We always said, well, you have to say Jesus and you have to pray the prayer sinner's prayer, which isn't in the Bible, by the way. Right. Right. And um, then, you know, you have to get them discipled right there. And, and we, we have missed, we have misjudged God's uh, way of doing things. You know, God is a process oriented God. He is a farmer. Everything about him is about growing and it is about timing and it is about hitting the mark at the right moment. And, um, and we have uh, tried to be Holy spirit junior a lot of times to people and try and correct them before they ever even make a decision. Then we, we have to try and build some sort of a trust bridge, having a, a five minute conversation with someone uh, in King James language <laughs> with people that don't speak Christianese or any of that. And then we want them to trust us. And then we want them to receive Jesus, which if we say him is his name. And, and I wrote a book about this words at work, you know, mm -hmm. Like if we say it to sing, because we proved it. We went out in the desert of, of Black Rock Desert and at Burning Man and proved all this and at pagan festivals and at gay pride parades and name it. We've been there. Um, LGBTQ. I mean, we've been all the different places, not just mm -hmm. the foreign convention. And so we we have missed we have so missed the mark mm -hmm. on how Jesus relates to people and how he wants us to be him to them. Yeah. And um, as a result, we've we've pushed them farther and people would disagree with me, but you haven't been doing what I've been doing right. you know? and you haven't seen what I've seen. You haven't been out there. And so, you know, they don't know who he is. They, they yeah. have a completely different perspective of him. And if they got hurt in church or something or by a Christian, and now I'm even hearing a really big name ministers say they aren't mad at church. They're just our Christians. They're mad at the way Jesus has been represented. Yeah. Well, Francis Schaeffer said that back in the seventies, he said, you know, we have so misrepresented who he really is to the world. And no one had to talk me into getting saved. Nobody had their finger on my forehead or pushing me <laughs> over or any of that stuff. You yeah. know, I had an encounter with the Holy spirit, with the spirit of, with the spirit of Jesus is, you know, and I knew, I, I knew I, I asked him to reveal himself to me and he did. And that's, 
I received that. I wanted him. And my whole life was changed. It was a transformation from that moment. I didn't want the things that I had been doing. I didn't want to be wild and crazy. I didn't want my life out of order. I didn't, you know, I stopped smoking weed. <laughs> it's just, you know, the whole bit. I didn't want it. Uh -huh. And yeah. I became a different person with a, a whole different identity. And I felt like, just like that girl said, when she was touched on the forehead and said, um, I, I feel like everything's brighter. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what happened when Jesus encountered me. And I yeah. felt like my whole world changed. And yeah. that was in 73. So mm -hmm. then we went on to pastor churches. And, but, you know, we've learned. We've learned. And again, we're, we're living in a new era. So what, what I challenge now the church to do, uh, we are the church, number one. The church is not a building. And we carry the presence of light, who is Jesus. Jesus said, I am the light. We carry him into these places and he does the rest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in these encounters that these people have, even if you never get an opportunity to, uh, to translate the way maybe you would like to, but they had an encounter, yeah. God is going to continue to work in them. And especially if they're like that, that girl who's like, whoa it's so dark in here you know everything's so much brighter and uh but but it's so dark in here like she's she's not going to forget that you no. know no she had no. scales falling off her eyes right the work the lord was doing when she had her eyes closed she said my eyes are weird they're moving it feels funny and and i said oh okay well we'll see where this goes yeah i'd have to say, I'd have to say a word to her yeah right? I just held her hands mm -hmm. and allowed the lord to use me as a conduit that was it well, I think we have to get over being afraid to go places that God already told us to go into. Yeah, I agree. And so, you know, if we don't do this, I'm going to speak to everybody <laughs> as a mother, as a grandmother, you know, and I'm going to tell you that we're losing our kids. Mm -hmm. If we don't get involved, that means the school boards. That means, you know, you may not go to the porn convention, but you can if you have children. Uh, uh, find out how to become part of a school board to make decisions on what they do and don't get educated on. Um, we have to be available to go whenever he says go and to be able to love people in their brokenness. You know, I always think about when Jesus, um, when the woman uh, who was caught in the act of adultery was actually thrown down at his feet. You know what he did? He crouched down with her. Mm -hmm. he, he was on her level. He wasn't standing with the accusers. Yeah. He crouched, crouched down with her right in her mess. And that's how he was able to ride in the sand. And I, and, and you know, I always think he calls out stuff they did. Uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't say what he's, what he wrote, but right. obviously it was enough to make them drop their stones. Clearly. Yeah. But, um, but I feel like that we're there and it's like, we have got to be involved. We don't have a choice anymore. It, it's We don't have that opportunity just to sit back and go, well, someone else will do it. Well, they won't do it. And this thing is epidemic. And if you don't believe me, get a hold of, if, if your kids are going to public school, get a hold of their phone or get a hold of their friend's phone, see what they're Snapchatting each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, that'll yeah. tell you right there. Mm -hmm. And um, And thank God we've got, I've got grandkids and things that actually tell me what goes on. 
And Abby's got a daughter in high school that tells her what's going on. So, you know, we're just like watching it full blown in an arena like a porn convention. Yeah. And also they don't think it's wrong. Right. They don't think it's wrong, they, uh, you know. And so what they're doing is they're, they're everything is by feeling or what makes them stimulated somehow. And so they have they have removed the element of intimacy or or real love, solid, real love, any foundation that, you know, that gives you a, a commitment to a partner with real love, which was what marriage was created for by God, you know. And um, and so it's it's removed all of that. And now it's just an experience. Mm-hmm. And when it becomes an experience, then. Um, it 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 just gets darker and weirder and more morphed and more strange and um and it's an identityless um community as well that's what i think i mean people are doing things they're they're uh, body altering so they've got all kinds of things that they do to themselves um the bondage thing is something yeah. that comes up and you know i mean we don't get a thrill and a chill off of telling all this stuff, but we're going to let you know, at least we're willing to allow you to know that this is a thing. Yeah. This is going on and it's happening with uh, young people and they're, they're, they're embracing this whole concept uh, of, of weird uh, interaction with each other, you know, sexually. Yeah. What did you send me? The other day, you said she sent me a thing on Messenger, and it was all kinds of things. Yeah, but it was (laughs) clarify, please. Yeah, (laughs) on what bondage that bondage that they're doing. You sent me it was a boy and a girl, and they they didn't have uh, okay, yeah, she knows what got it. Okay, I watched tons of things for research. No, this um, this was actually a couple who was they were connecting and in the bondage, like there's a, a bondage scene, you know, the BDSM scene. Yeah. And so they connected in their pain and they did physical things with each other, you know, to cause pain. And um, somehow it, they felt it brought them closer together mm-hmm. um, and it was just filling voids. I mean, that's really what the whole thing was about. They were very broken. Yeah. Um, people next door to us are like that. Um, if I had one bit of advice for the church, it would simply be like, be there, be mm-hmm. awake, um, mm-hmm. be home, you know, with your kids, be involved in your communities. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Lord, when I go out, um, the name the Lord gave me is JL. So that's my street name. That's my street <laughs> cred. Um, and so I asked him, well, why that name? And he said she was a housewife that used what she had at her hand and she killed an evil general. And took down, you know, she she won uh-huh. her entire people with just what she had at her hand. Yeah, so bake, you know, bake casseroles. I don't know, make meals for people. But uh-huh. get involved. Open your door. Invite people in. Be a normal yeah. being, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just takes vulnerability, you know. And it's interesting because a lot of these broken people uh, sometimes are more vulnerable with each other than. Uh, people in the church you know um and that's not okay like like we should be the ones being 
vulnerable. And so it's like, um, I just think that's, that's really even just the BDSM thing is really, I, I would imagine, especially given the state of the world and where people are at, I would imagine even that is on the rise. Yeah. Um, cause I remember a friend of mine uh, or a coworker, she was telling me about a roommate who did that and it blew my mind. Cause I just had never, I had never, I, I think it blew my mind because of how open she was that I'd never had anybody just like, tell me about that, you know, like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And then like, um, but at the same time, it was just like, wow, like people are really hurting yeah, and they're looking for solutions, yeah. you know? I mean, this is how we, but for the grace of God, right? Yeah. We were all in similar situations, you know, right. all through our lives. All of us needed to, and they need to find Jesus. But here's the deal. We noticed that a lot of people who did, who have continued on in the industry, they remember us. Okay. So yeah, wow. we actually have favor with them. And uh, they remember us from a few years ago. When yeah, that's crazy. Even after so like a two-year break. Yeah, yeah, thousands of people around them mm -hmm. for the week. About thousands, tens of thousands. Yeah. So it, it's been, that was kind of cool. Like, you know, it was almost like God saying, I'm going to cause them to remember you, you know, and that you don't, you don't come in with a judgmental finger in their face. You come in here to bring life. And we come in as dream interpreters and our whole thing is we're giving back, mm -hmm. you know, we're just coming to give back. We just want to be able to, and they just love that. A lot of them are, are very, um, they want to do good things. Most yeah. of the people that I ran into over the years uh, have either, I said, if you, if you had all the money in the world and you didn't have to do this or you, you know, this wasn't your life, what would you do with your life? And what is your five-year goal? And that kind of thing. And they, most of them said, I would do humanitarian efforts. Mm. In other words, their, their desire is to make hurting people feel better. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Whether it's in the medical field or whether it's just uh, taking care of people or going to on missions trips. I mean, it was kind of weird. Like I thought they, they, they feel their own pain. And because of that, they want to make other people feel better. Yeah. And um, so they have these deep seated heart passions, I think, on the inside of them. But they just this is just a life they've settled for. Yeah. But it's what they're made for, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so through a dream interpretation or things like that, we can begin to speak destiny and truth. And I tell people, you know, I just don't read dreams. Sometimes I just read people. Hmm. So um, and they're like, oh, what do you see? I mean, they want to know. And yeah. now we, the trust bridge is down. They want to hear what we have to say. And we're like, you know, I just see that you have a lot of light on the inside of you and that this is not what you're going to be doing. In fact, I, I said that to a couple of people uh, this year. I said, you know, I just see you making a huge change. It won't be this and in your life. And uh, they're like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm so done with this. Like, I'm getting yeah. out. This is it. This is my yeah. last um, convention and I'm not going to be doing this anymore. And one of them said, I've been doing this for 15 years or something, and I am definitely moving on like they. And so I was able to speak freely with them about what I saw in their lives, you know, yeah. and they were all over it. They wanted wow. to know more and you're going to have a spiritual awakening. There's going to be this, uh, you know, side of you that maybe ha you haven't 
really explored. But I think I said the spirit of truth, <laughs> I was calling the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. And they love that, you know, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, I want the spirit of truth, you know. Yeah. Is gonna, calling God by his attributes. Yeah. Is, gonna, yeah. is going to uh-huh. uh, open up truth yeah. for you. Uh-huh. You're going to see things that you didn't see before. You're going to have opportunities you didn't have before. And uh, you're going to have new uh, company of people around you. And I'm just declaring a thing and it will come to pass, you know, and what God has for them. And he it's it's so cool because this will go anywhere you go. OK, so just not at the porn convention, but you can speak a destiny word over somebody and God will back it up. He will let them feel and experience what you're saying. Yeah. It resonate with their spirit, man. You know, sure does. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and, and Cindy, I also noticed in the videos and we'll show some here in a little bit, but, um, you know, because we did that live dream interpretation thing here on the show mm-hmm. and I was watching the faces and the countenance of people when they get an accurate, um, interpretation, um, I, it was the same reaction. I, even though you were doing it with a completely different approach, you were coming in the same spirit, um, you know, under the banner of God, but it was just done with a different approach. I noticed the exact same reaction to an accurate interpretation where you could see their countenance, like get lighter. And they were just like, wow. Yeah. You know, and you could just see it really resonated with them. And I was so amused watching that. I was just like, God is so cool. I mean, how, how often have we just not known what to do? Right. I mean, how I mean, often all the time? Yeah. We just don't even know where we're going or what we're supposed to do. And we're yeah. lost. And I mean, even being born again, you know, yeah. even Jesus living in there, you're mm-hmm. like, I mean, when, when, and, and we're in a season of transition. Okay. So now it's even for a lot of us, you know, that have been walking with the Lord. Um, that's why I say don't attach your identity to your assignment mm. because your assignment's going to change. Yeah, you know, that's really good. Doing. But even with us, we're finding new uh, connections, new appointments, new uh, places that, you know, he's, he's directing people that come around us, you know, that are going to be working with us that have other gifts and other. And so there's all this huge transition going on. So people are, are wanting to have truth. And God said, he's going to speak to us and tell us, um, you know, in I, what is it? Job 36. It says, uh, God speaks one way, then another, but man doesn't perceive it in a dream and a vision in the night. When they lay on their beds, he opens their minds, right. And seal basically Cindy's paraphrase seals their instruction <laughs> to yeah. direct them and keep them from the pit is what it says. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just like, he's going to give you, he wants to talk to you more than you want to listen. That's what I feel. I think God just wants to talk to you more than you want to listen. And uh, I know that's true. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that's pretty, pretty accurate for yeah. me as well. You know? So um, Abby, did you find when you were in the convention, was it, was it pretty like, I mean, were you like full mission mode? Like <laughs> I'm going for it. Boom, boom, boom. You know? Cause I mean, it just seemed like even in the videos that I saw with you, you're just very, I mean, you were there, like, and both of you, but like, you were just a hundred percent locked in a hundred percent there. And you could tell like you were just, yeah. Yeah. So it, becomes, it becomes pretty addictive. Like 
you start to resonate and feel, you know, like, you know, that you know that you're hearing the Lord and every encounter you have just becomes so powerful and yeah, it, it blows people away. I mean, I, I had some amazing encounters. There were some, you know, most we didn't catch on film and I love, I love the personal component of it. I just have to be honest, you know, to me, it's not really about, I had an encounter with a lady that we, we know a hundred percent is, is a witch. I mean, she's been there for years and someone had written in that in our team previously and said, she's ready this year. And I saw it. I mean, I went and encountered her and I said, there's something new for you. You're supposed to change from places of darkness into light. Mm -hmm. And her eyes were so childlike. And I mean, she's just been eaten up by things. Um, I just had incredible encounter after incredible encounter. And most of it, was, hey, we're dream interpreters. Do you have anything? And a lot of people said, no, I don't dream that much. I, I smoke weed and I don't dream. That's what a lot of people were telling yeah. us. I drink too much, so I don't dream. They, I mean, they're very open with you. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say, okay, well, uh, tell me about your tattoo. You know, and they yeah. were talking to me about their tattoo. But, I, you know, I, the Lord will give you things, you know, I'll, it's just incredible to watch what he does. Yeah. Well, a lot of, cause I know this from, cause I have some, some people that I know that uh, either used to, or currently smoke weed to drown out. Um, they, they suffer from night terrors. They suffer from yes. nightmares. And a lot of these people, uh, and I would imagine, especially in the porn industry, you know, if that's what you're saturated in, uh, of course you're going to have nightmares. Yeah. Of course you're going to be tormented, you know? It's so, nice. so the weed is like a thing that just kind of pacifies that, yeah. um, sweeps it under the rug, still there, but yeah. least, you know, it's like putting black tape over the, uh, check engine light on your car. Right. Who's doing that? <laughs> still on. Yeah. Still there. And eventually you're going to, you're going to hit rock bottom with right. that. So, yeah. cause those are messages that are very important and yeah. warning us of something, I, you know, even if it's not a message that's coming from him, we can, we can deduct things from it. We can sure. look and say, okay, well then maybe this is an area of weakness. The enemy is really knocking on my door about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I know. I mean, that's, it's so true. I mean, we're, we're just watching God direct us. He knows everything. He knows what's going on. He knows where they've been. He knows what they're doing. He knows how that's why I say there's no like, we don't have like an outline for this people. I mean, we do some learn and launch training mm-hmm. to give you the heart of it um, and to help us to re- to see God differently than how we possibly have been seeing him. But really it's in the moment. Yeah. I mean, just like anything else. I mean, it's, it's, it, and, and oftentimes we've thought things like, well, they have a broken leg, so they must need healing. Well, they do need healing, but that may not be where God's putting the the spotlight. It could be on their heart. It could be on trauma. It could be on any number of things. So, you know, we just don't, I call it taking cheap shots. You know, we just, we just think, oh, well, I'm going to put my hand on their leg, which is weird to people that don't know what the heck you're just (laughs) doing, right? And that's my broken leg and you've got your hand on it. Um, And, um, so we have to be really sensitive how God wants to do it and that yeah. we don't um, cross over and just start being all full of ourselves and whatever. Else. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, we've blown it. I've blown it. I'm yeah. telling you. 
Yeah, mean, me too. <laughs> all blown it a number of times. Yeah, oh man, you know, but but we just keep going at it, and, yeah. and I'm doing it um, because I see hurting people. Yeah. You know, I I see hurting, broken heart felt. They want out. They want a different life. That who wants to live in a life that cripples you forever? You know, who wants to live in a life that doesn't offer you anything back? Who wants to live in a life where you feel like you have to get medicated every single day just to exist? And, um, you know, I've talked to a number of people in the industry and they've come out of the industry. And um, and early on, one of them had written a book um, and she gave it to me and she is now passed away because of her. her injuries really um, in the industry, but she wrote a book. And in that book said that in order for them to perform, they had to do what they call an Oxycontin cocktail. So they would have to give them painkillers in order to get through their thing. And they would sign a contract and they would, um, the girls would say, well, I don't really want to do that. I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling well. I just don't want to do this. And they go, well, you are because you're under contract, you know, this or that. So these are the kinds of, of delicate situations that we're having to navigate around because, um, you know, we, we're trying to offer life to them, but there, there are certain things they've fallen into traps. It would be like um, if, if, a, if a, an, an animal got its foot caught in a bear trap or a trap, uh, you know, it's going to stay there until somebody pulls the trap off of them. And so that's kind of what we're hoping to do is take the trap off and go, you don't have to live like this. You don't have to be, you don't have, this is not what you're made for. And then we ask God, I specifically, we ask God, what, what are they made for? You know, this is where the word of knowledge comes in. This is where God gives us his ability to see them like he sees them instead of on the outside, you know, what they're involved in. Yeah. Okay. So we've got, I want to show a couple of pictures and you guys can kind of talk, talk about them. We already showed one, but the girl, uh, Abby, that you were talking to, um, with one of your, um, ministry partners, but, uh, Michael, go ahead and put up the other, I think we've got like three more. So there's this one. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and put that one. So what's yeah. this? So this is a strip club and, and it's on the strip actually in Vegas. And, um, that was a few years ago and they were, uh, pay your to, um, pay your college tuition. In other words, it's a strip club. If you come and strip, uh, for this many times, and again, once again, it's a, it's a contract type deal. If you do that, if you, uh, work for us, then we will, um, give you enough money to pay away through college. Well, and because people don't want student debt and whatever else, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hook. It's some sort of a bait. Um, that was the same sign that um, a pastor who I know uh, pastored a church in Vegas um, was saying just recently that uh, they had a that same sign was up and it said destroying marriages for 30 years. Oof. And she was weeping when she told the story because yeah. her marriage was destroyed. Oh, man. I, mean, I lived in Vegas as a, in, as a pastoring a church for 30 years. So. Um, you know, this was a representation, this particular, uh, there was a booth 
in there mm -hmm. in the adult convention uh, with this. Uh, again, you have fans, you have people that come in who are curious, they want to know more, and they it, the whole thing is designed for not just people that that are into porn, but they that people that are interested in working in the industry. So this is something that they want to try and get people uh, in. You know, mm. uh, one thing leads to another. Yeah. Recruiting. Mm. Yeah, recruiting. Yeah. Well, in that yeah. contract, I would imagine um, if they didn't have those contracts, whether it's stripping or actually in the adult film industry, I would imagine the turnaround would be pretty quick uh, because, you know, I, I think a lot of people, that's how they get involved in drugs too, because it's like, you're doing that act over and over and over again. And then it's like, painful. It'd be painful. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, um, they, uh, like my friend I told you about, she actually, um, got out and had a ministry. Um, and, uh, but she had, her body was so torn up. I mean, and this is graphic and I don't mean to be that way, but I'm just telling you the you truth. Talk about it because um, it. she ended up passing away about three years ago. It was very sad, mm. you know, and she was a wonderful girl and she had gotten caught up in it. And she told us a lot of information. I learned a lot from her because she was in it. And she said, this is what they deal with. This is what they're going through. This is why you can't be out loud talking about God and Jesus to these girls when they're working and when they're, uh, you know, they have a booth and their, their agent, their pimp or their whatever has, has uh, contracted with them to work and to um, get business for their company or whatever. Right. And you go in there and you start spouting off about well, God. You're not there for the porn. You're not there for, you know what I mean? So it's like that you're not meeting your favorite porn star, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. So when we're giving back, okay, so now we're giving back and we're giving mm -hmm. it in by way of dream interpretation. Right. Well, there are a whole lot more that's more palatable to, to anyone listening around. Uh, and I've even had some uh, agents or, or pimps uh, watch me, you know, kind of suspiciously walk up. And then I go, oh, we do this every year. We just come in. We're dream interpreters. You know, we have a badge and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. we have, we're dream interpreters. And they're like, oh, okay. And they'll go. Do you have there. a dream? <laughs> I'll interpret for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I will yeah. we'll interpret their dream as uh -huh. well. Um, so, but we have to be very careful in, in an arena like this because it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And, um, but it's, it, I guess my major concern is that the young people are just flocking to things like this because they, they don't know that it's destructive. They think that it's just a thrill and a chill, right? Mm -hmm. They think that it's like anything else. And mm -hmm. you'll just see people wandering around and they're like curious. And then they get, they get stimulated by something that they see and now they want to know more. So then they mm -hmm. want to stay longer or that kind of thing. So you know, we're, we're having to recognize the field, you know, sure. I mean, when, when you look at it and Jesus said, consider your field, <laughs> well, here's your field and here's what goes on in there. So, yeah. Um, and I think us as believers need to also have, even with a show like this, where, I mean, in, in contrast to what you actually saw and experienced, um, uh, this is pretty tame. 
but for some people this is like oh this is too much nope can't can't but like <laughs> we need to be brave enough to at least be able to have these types of conversations yeah. um within the church and if yeah. this is as far as some people go is what we're talking about here which is in my in my opinion pretty tame um uh i think that's fine but we need to be brave enough to at least stare this stuff in the face um because God's going to, when you do that and you start praying into it and you start asking God for solutions, he's going to give them to you. And, and, and sometimes that's, that means that you're going to have to be part of the solution, you know? So well, think of it like this, you know, uh, in the Bible talks about, you know, you have a lot of teachers, you just don't have a lot of fathers, mm. right? So I'm trying to think where that is. I get all my addresses mixed up. You know how that goes. So yeah, anyway, and it's all, but, um, yeah. but I'm thinking about here I am a mom. Mm -hmm. And, and Abby is a mom as well, but she's also young enough to be a sister. Yeah. Now, things that they will tell a sister that they won't tell a mom. Sure. Okay. So we can both give mom hugs and, and we can both speak on a mom level because we're both mothers, but uh, she's not a grandmother and I am a grandmother. And so one of the girls, I think we have a video of her. Uh, her name was Jezebel. She called herself Jezebel. Yeah. So um, she had two dreams and I was able to interpret the dream. And at the end of the dream, I said, I'm seeing something about your grandmother. Yeah. Well, let's show them. Like, I, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. So we'll show the first one and we can talk about that. And then the second one is about the, the thing with her, her grandma. So okay. Michael, go ahead and play part one of the Jezebel video. So she said you had a dream. I have a recurring dream. Okay, yeah, I like um, them. One dream, I'm trapped in a, I keep having it. I'm trapped in a hotel, but the hotel is a strip club, and all those strippers are dressed as flight attendants. Ah, uh, yeah. And um, there's one man who's, like, in charge of everything, and then there's a, an old woman that owns the place, and she won't let me leave. And every single time I try to leave, there's a giant wave of water that will wash me away if I try to leave. Well, here's what it means. You have one thing that you're destined for and one thing that you've settled for. Okay? okay. Now, the thing you're destined for is to take on heights. You're, you're, uh, you have the ability to see from high levels. All right? That's what the plane is. That's why flight attendants are attending the plane. Yeah. So you're able to see above all the clouds. You can see everything. You can see everything down below. And that's what you're made for. But you try to get out and you can't because everything keeps knocking you back down. So there's going to come a breakthrough time. There's going to come a time when you're going to see yourself get completely, uh, there's a whole calmness that will open up for you. And that will be your way of escape. And you'll be able to come right into what you're destined for, what you're made for. Thank you. You're going to see uh, your spiritual ability begin to really increase. I've seen that. Yeah. It's been happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's happening again because we grow it's like a plant. And so you're going to start to see this thing happen. But there's going to come the wave is only something to keep you occupied, to keep you anchored, to keep you from being able you got two choices. You can either let it knock you down or you can ride the wave. I like that. Okay. If you ride the wave, you can find your way of, of escape. You can find your way into the future. You can find your way into what you're purposeful and what you're made for. Okay. 
and it's going to be incredibly exciting for you. I love that. Right? Yes. <laughs> love it. Oh, man, you could see on her face that the second you were like, there's something you're made for and there's something you settle for. And you could see on her face, you're like, yes. <laughs> so. well, she, she said there was an old woman. It was a strip club and it was a bunch of flight attendants. Uh -huh. And the old woman uh, wouldn't let her go. And every time she found a, a loophole or a way to get out, a wave would come and knock her down. And, uh, and so I was thinking, when I thought of the wave, I thought, well, it's coming to try and trouble her, her, her exit. But if she rides it, if she gets on top of it, you know, then she can get out. Yeah. And Respe she's that kind perspective of shift. Yeah. Like she's she's not gonna just let things knock her down. She's someone who will find a way to get what she needs or where she needs to go. So yeah. um that's kind of where I went with that. And Love it. and I was feeling her out a little bit because um she'd had a dream, but the second dream, I think that's when I got the thing about her grandmother. Yeah. So Michael, go ahead and go and play part two. Okay, so my next dream is uh -huh. not a dream, it's a nightmare. And I'm I'm on a it's like a very old um, um, amusement park, like an antique amusement park. Okay. The skies are gray. It's dead leaves everywhere, dead grass, and there's people there, but I don't know any of these people. They're all dressed in black, and um, they tell me to get on this ride, and the ride is going around and around and circles and so I don't want to get on the ride but they make me and so I get on the ride and it starts going around and I ask I, I'm like what's the point of this why did you want me to get on the ride and as soon as I said that another version of me like a darker version of me that, that is part of that looks like they're like she's part of the people that are there in this like I don't know this antique um, amusement park she says but I'm you. It's like it's like everything stops. Mirrored. Yeah, and I and I see her directly. Like as we're going around in a circle, it's like everything slows down and I make direct eye contact with her. And it's and she looks at me and she says, But I'm you. And then I woke up. And it was like this it was really scary though. It was the way she slowed down and it was me, but it wasn't me. Right. Well, it's it's whatever's trying to convince you that, of your identity. So you have an identity, and it's deep-rooted, it's who you are, it's really the real you, okay? It's not the phony you, it's not the fake you, it's not any of that. And so this thing, this merry-go-round, is just keeping you going around in circles with your head spinning, and this thing looks at you and tries to convince you. This is where you're going to have an identity wake up. Anytime you hear that kind of a dream or you have that kind of thing and it's ancient yeah. and stuff like that, it's going to be one of those times when you wake up and you go, you know what? I know who I am. I know what I'm made to do. I know what my real my real identity is. Okay. I know. Can I have your card, please? <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come back around. I'm going to be here four okay. days. Okay. And I'm going to come back around yeah. and I'm going to get in touch with you. Okay. okay. I would love that. Because I just see you breaking out. I see this is something that you settle for, but it's not what you're made for. So there's going to be some kind of something. According to your two dreams, they're very similar. Yeah, are they are? Okay. <laughs> and I, you know what I heard? Sometimes I hear things or I see things about people. I heard your grandmother. 
Yes. On your mom's side. Yeah, my nana. And there was something that she, I don't know if she was praying. I don't, I'm not really sure what it was. I just heard your grandmother. Okay. And so there's something of a connection there. I don't know. She died when I was six months. Yeah. So I'm not sure. But there was something. You know what? I've always felt connected with her. I've always felt like um, her presence. Like yeah. early in the morning when I wake up. Like I know when she's around because I'm not the kind of person that likes to wake up and open the curtains. But right. she was the kind of person yeah. that liked to do that. So I know when I wake up and it's like a different energy. I'll feel it in the room and so I'll go and I'll open the curtains and I know that's her. She had a love for light. Yes. She did. Her nickname was Sunny. So, see? Yeah. I love her light and her name was Sunny. That's yeah. beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I see? That. Isn't that so cool? Thank you. Come back and well, I will. Okay. I will. I'll come back and connect with you. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. I know. But again, it's in the moment. Yeah. You know, and here we are and it's all loud and everybody's all, all over the place, you know, a lot of distractions, a lot of things that can come and try and distract you. But she was definitely having uh, God was speaking to her. Oh, big time. And, um, you can yeah. See it. And in fact, uh, I don't think Josh caught that part where I think he turned his camera off at that point. But he she said, boy, she really she she's changed my life or something like that. It was like it was that impacting like. Wow, she has, she has really changed. Something has changed in my life, and I wanted. I said, "Did you get that? You know, did you get that part?" Oh uh, yeah. Because it doesn't take a ton mm -hmm. to get a hold of people that are searching for their identity. And in that dream, she had a mirror, one mirror image telling her one thing, and another mirror image telling her another. Yeah. And, but in both dreams, she was trying to find a way of escape. She was on a merry-go-round. She was on an airplane that she couldn't get out of. And she was looking for a way to get out either way. Mm. And I thought it was interesting that she called herself Jezebel. But uh, there was something about her grandmother came right up in my spirit. I knew it was her mom's mom. Because, yeah. you know, too. And um, yeah, she's and, like, my Nana. It was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, she hit it. Yeah. And she said, I said, yeah, she has a love for the light. And, uh, and I think probably she was a Christian or she had some, you know, I believe she probably had a, she prayed for her grandchildren, regardless of how old they were. And when she passed, you know, that mm. kind of thing. But when you get up, if a person that gets up every morning and opens the curtains and she never does that herself, you know, she had a love for the light. Oh, well, her yeah. name was Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, man. pretty great. So cool. So yeah. cool. So Abby, you, we have a video of you. Um, you're talking, you're recording a video for a guy, for yeah. his daughter about sleep paralysis. I don't know if you want to set this up because we kind of just jump right into you recording the video. You can set it up a little bit and then we can play that one. Absolutely. So this guy and his wife were vendors there. They have a, a t-shirt company basically that, you know, they come and they sell their wares. Yeah. Um, and I had encountered both of them the day before. I told them I was a dream interpreter and asked if they had anything. And the guy goes, oh my gosh, my daughter is. And she suffers from sleep paralysis. And I just, I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember what I said to him, but I just rattled off whatever the Lord gave me. And, uh -huh. and he was like, oh my gosh, I gotta get her connected with you. And I said, yeah, absolutely. So then we followed each other on social media. Um, but then the next day, it was the last day and I came around to say goodbye. 
and I said, hey guys, I just want to say bye, whatever. And he goes, could you please record a video for my daughter explaining this to her? So when I tell her who you are, she can get with you. And I fully intend to, um, you know, sit and do dream and like dream interpretation classes with her one-on-one. -on -one. On. He said, you know, we'll pay you. And I'm like, no, no. Now this one's on me. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll get with her. So that's where we're at. So cool. Okay, so play the sleep paralysis video, Michael. Awesome. Thank you. All right, so on the video, okay, again, okay. don't um, tell me if I, if, if I got her and told her about sleep paralysis. Yes. So... I forgot the description. Okay. Like just a 30 second description of the Yeah. Age appropriate. Got it. <laughs> oh, no. She's 21. Oh, okay. All right. So tell me a little bit more about her dream again. So the daughter, my daughter has sleep paralysis a lot. Okay. She can't move. She's feels like whatever. She's trapped. Yeah. What, is, what do you think without knowing her sleep paralysis? Without knowing her. Okay. So I'm going to speak to you through this camera and I'm going to tell you, you are amazing. You are someone who sees very deeply. You're someone who sees things from a vantage point. And sometimes there is um, uh, so much that you see that you just haven't been equipped for yet. And so you need to find someone who can help to guide that and to lead you toward a light. The sleep paralysis comes because there is a darkness that does try to extinguish the light, okay? But you are gonna grow and you're gonna move further into that and it's gonna become amazing for you because you see things deeply. So every morning before your feet hit the floor, I want you to make sure that what you do is you meditate and you ask a spirit of truth to come and be the light to your feet and a lamp to your path. Okay? Awesome. All right. Thank so you. I release you with love and light. Can I say something really quick on that? Yeah, do it. To, that, um, I don't know who we're talking to, but sometimes <laughs> it believes. Hi, daughter. Sleep paralysis is, is your body protecting yourself. Yes. Because stuff is trying to yes. come after you. And so if you were able to flail and all that stuff, it would be worse on your physical body. Yes. So it's a way to calm yourself. So uh, we just want to break off any of that fear that comes with this. Yes. Because it's actually your body protecting yourself. And we released that truth that she was yes. talking about and a peace over you in the night season. Yes. Thank Bam. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. So do you, do you guys find, cause I noticed, I mean, you guys can talk pretty freely about like spirit of truth, you know, alignment, like whatever it, do you find that people are pretty open to like spirituality, like as like a general thing. And that's kind of like an open door for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I did in that video is I just taught his daughter how to pray every morning. Right. Yeah. So, uh, we're just, we're just disguising it. I mean, that's really what yeah. it is. It is the same God. It is the same thing. And we just use different words. Yeah. They're very well, Yeah. And anybody who gets squeamish about the you're saying spirit of truth, I'm like, that's like one of God's names. I right. Am so, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, that's why we do, we go that direction and we do that kind of thing. And again, we teach them things they didn't know. Um, and so that's why when we talked earlier, before we got on the show, we were saying that this year, you know, we just wandered around and uh, most of the years we've wandered around. We've only had a booth in there one other time, Yeah. but we considered 
that, uh, you know, this isn't the only event that, that the uh, sex industry has. They have a number of them. Mm-hmm. And we thought maybe we should consider going to some of the other events and possibly getting a booth. And we would do something with oil where, um, and, and Abby actually put some oil together. She calls it truth serum. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. And we are like, well, there you go. It's the spirit of truth serum, right? But we'd have a chance to get a hold of them in uh-huh. a booth and we could, uh, it's our turf. So, you know, we can mark it off and we would have freedom to do a lot more with a booth type of event. And then we can rub the oil on them and the scent or the, you know, what was that you said about um, uh, the sense of smell? Yeah. The longest lasting um, connection to memory in our five senses is the olfactory sense of smell. Hmm. Okay. So if I get the oil, I put it on my hands or I put it on them and we have this encounter, um, I make little bottles of the oil also that I, I would wear one or the team would wear one. And when mm-hmm. we have an encounter like this, we would put that bottle on them and then instruct them, you know, in the morning when you wake up, just maybe take a whiff of your, you know, of your oil that's in this necklace, your truth serum, and t- bring yourself back to this moment where you had this encounter. And before your feet even hit the ground, then you invite the spirit of truth in to guide your path, you know, to be a lamp to your feet and um, just go from there. And, you know, some people might argue, oh, that sounds a little, you know, it sounds a little ritualistic or whatever. When we first um, become believers, we have to find some, and even after some people are just very, um, you know, sequence oriented. We figure out, we read our word in the morning and we have coffee. And if we don't, our day's off. It's kind of the same concept. Yeah, I get that. Definitely get that. So that's yeah. where the serum came. The Lord gave me that because I said, uh-huh. I always tell these people to invite the spirit of truth to come in. And I'm like, Lord, what am I going to call this oil? And he said, uh, well, I'm truth. So what about truth serum? I'm like, okay. That's Love it. Serum. Love it, God. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. 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 I love that. That's great. That's great. You know, we have to get, we have to get sneaky in the days, you know, that we're living in right now. Yeah. So we don't have the freedoms that we used to. Um, and Jesus told us that he said, look, in the last days, you're going to be hated by all men because of me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have to take that to heart. We have to realize that. And, and it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm like, why did you tell us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and then tell us we're going to be hated? Yeah. <laughs> Seems counterintuitive. Yeah. And so, but then he said, you look, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore you just be wise as serpents and harmless, uh, harmless as stuff. And then he'll do the rest. And that's, that's, we're just setting the, we're just setting the course. We're giving them something to do. If you think about, you know, well, that sounds new age. No, it's not new age stole everything that God did. Yeah. Come on. So we're not doing anything new age. We're doing Genesis. You know, we're doing the Bible. The oils were in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we just have to say, Let's go back to the begin. Let's go back to the original, to the organic, to the real. What did God set up? How did He set this world up? How did He put things in place? What was His idea? How did He want humans to function? And that kind of thing. And so when we do that, then we just take back everything that He was doing and mm-hmm. what the you know the the New Age actually got a hold of it and went with it. Uh, they are connected, of course, their antennas to a different spirit. Mm-hmm. It just is. And we are connected to Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, and the light. 
and the only way to God. And so we are finding ways to get Jesus in front of them. Similar to yeah. talked about that before Mark two, where the guy's a paralytic and, and they go to get in the house, Peter's uh, mother-in-law's house and the way is blocked. There's so many people there. So these four guys have this guy on a stretcher and they can't get in. So they just go up the side steps of the house onto the roof and they start taking the roof apart. I mean, how yeah. desperate are we to get people in front of the one, the only one who can do something about their broken life and their situation? Yeah. And they found another way in. And that's what we're doing. We're finding another way in because the way that we used to go is blocked. Yeah. You know, we can't use church words and King James and all that and go out in the world. They don't even yeah. know. They don't know I mean, if you did, about. you would like, you might not get invited back. You might get stonewalled, yeah, you know, stonewalled. And, and the yeah. approach that you guys are going at allows you to get in front of people who this may be the only time, you know, it's like you, you, you're not in the same circles, you know, and, um, and, you know, this is an opportunity to get in front of people who some of them are total basement dwellers. Some yeah. of them are total, you know, like some of them are just like heavily involved in the porn industry and they're either there or here, you know, I, I don't know, it's a yeah. lot of different things. And so, yeah, um, well, people don't trust. So right. you know, we have to build that bridge yeah. of trust. And, um, you know, and because I, I just think that God fills us up with his love. I really do. Yeah. And it's definitely supernatural. You know, it's all about first Corinthians 13. It says that, look, you can prophesy with uh, with angels, you know, in, in tongues of angels. But if you don't have love, you're like a sounding brass and symbol. You know, you're not even going to be able to get a hold of them. So God really does put his love in our heart for these people. We don't have that kind of love normally, mm. you know, and we get don't think we don't get shocked by some of the things we see and some of the ways, uh, you know, we just it, because when you're when you're when you're going in there anywhere, okay, so let's just say anywhere, but especially here, you have to be focused on what God sees and you don't see other things. Honestly, you just don't, you become, it becomes like background noise. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at the one person that God's guiding you to and the one person that you need to have an encounter with, or you need to say something to, or you need to, you know, have a connection with, and that's really how we go in. And then the love is already evident. They're not afraid. It, it knocks down their walls. It keeps them open. Um, you know, if if we're if we walk up and they're not open at all, we just move on to another one because there's somebody in there that is open. And there's also people that are praying for people that are in there. Some yeah. of you know, there's parents, grandparents, whatever. Uh, they, these kids have gotten trapped in this kind of thing with contracts and. So you've got people that are praying for those people. God told me that in the beginning. He said, I've got people in there that, that I need to send you because I'm, you're going to be an answer to their prayer. Yeah. So. Well, and that also alleviates a lot of pressure off of you too. You know, yeah, you shouldn't have any on you anyways, in terms of like, this is all on me. Well, it's not like, no. and so I think like, I remember you saying that to me before and I was thinking about that. I'm like, that alleviates a lot of pressure because it's not, it's not about us, right? It's not about Cindy and Abby. And, and I'm the only, like, they have people that have been, a lot of these people have people that have been praying for them, you know, friends, yeah. family, all right. that stuff. 
Right. Um, we have another picture I know of a, a young man who uh, across the, the place from AVN, uh, the same building was a, a room and it was uh, Gavian. Yeah. So okay. Michael, it's the next picture. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, um, bring that up. so, uh, this was a young man that uh, we do have video of, we're getting it edited, but, um, I got a hold of his hand and I said, you have a real strong connection with your family. And he broke down crying. Wow. He goes, family and I are so close. And I said, well, they're not here and you are. And I said, in God, I was able to say God. And when I did, he just started sobbing. Oh man. And um, we had a gal, the girl that you saw put her finger on that uh, other girl's uh, forehead. She said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to get on my, uh, pretend like I'm on my phone and I'm going to walk around this arena seven times this room and I'm going to speak in tongues. <laughs> so if you see me on my phone, I'm going to be walking around seven times praying in tongues. And, and so we could feel the atmosphere begin to shift in that room. And so this is when that encounter took place. So she became our intercessor and shifting the atmosphere by praying in tongues. And we had open encounters with, you know, him. And so we'll have, some of his video edited. Uh, wow. We just got back, so we haven't been able to. Yeah, tune yeah. You know? I'm sure you got at least a, a decent amount of footage too. You know, four yeah. days. So, mm -hmm. but I mean, you want to talk about a meaningful encounter? That's one that guy's not going to forget. No, like there's no way. No, in fact, uh, I went off a, a bit just to wander around a little bit and see what else was going on. I came back and he grabbed me and hugged oh, me man. himself. <laughs> And so um, he was very aware that I was, uh, you know, I'm not in there for porn. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and it You're was safe. Yeah. I was safe. And he, I don't know whether he had a mom thing or whatever it was, you know, but um, it's a big he, open door. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. So it's great favor with him and, and, and just a real genuine, sweet impartation. I could feel it, you know? So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so cool mm -hmm. that's what it's all about right there it is yeah well it's cool too that like you do get those opportunities where you can say god like god mm -hmm. you know and you can be a little bit a little bit more direct yeah. um well if you look at the picture there wasn't really anybody around him right yeah that's a perfect opportunity and yeah. so uh, we didn't have a crowded room and it wasn't real noisy and so we were able was able to have a better conversation or say what I needed to say to him, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, um, there's another one that you kind of did something similar. I mean, it wasn't like, as like no crying, but you were actually able to like, you actually said God, um, to that. There's this, a lady named Shannon. She was at a booth. So let's play that one really quick. Um, I was telling her that before I got here, I was really anxious about coming, just product being in transit, not knowing where it was. And so, three days before I got here, I was dreaming pretty vividly. Yeah. And I was like, they were kind of anxiety driven. So like in one of my dreams, it was like me and my friends. And I just remember waking up and feeling like I had been hugged or like surrounded, kind of like calming yeah. almost, so to speak. So it was just really interesting. Like 
I wasn't dreaming that vividly before and I was kind of asking the universe like you know cover me make this a good trip make this a whole you know good experience and then I woke up and it was like oh a hug and I was like oh that's pretty cool so and I was telling her I just bought a dream interpretation book oh I'm yeah like, I well, want to know about my dreams okay well there's certain ones that will help you and certain ones that may complicate it or make it more confusing okay. so simple is better okay. um, what you do is you just it, it's like a putting a puzzle together okay so all of the elements of the dream make a big picture okay and then you find the focus of that dream and how it applies to you and then I always ask why did you have it now right. you know so timing is important okay. when you have a dream gotcha. and usually uh, the creator is beginning to talk Okay. That's what happens, is you're getting awakened. In fact, give me your hand, because I do spiritual alignment, organic, right? Okay. Organic spiritual alignment, which will connect you with the Creator okay. in a way that you've not experienced yet, right? Okay. Yeah. And things are going to become very clear, okay. all right? And you're going to feel a whole new adjustment, like a reset, like a spiritual reset. Yes. Okay? okay. Begin to take place. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it'll make all the difference in the world to you. Wow, yeah. Thank you. And I think you'll see future things. I think that you'll begin to see things ahead for you. Okay. And what your path is and what your uh, plan is, why you're here, and what your destiny looks like, you know. Mm -hmm. that, that's literally asking the universe, what is my plan? What is my purpose? What this will come from the creator who yes. actually created the universe. Okay. All right? Yeah. So I would call him God. Oh, that's what I would call him. Okay. So let's just say that it's going to come from that direction and it's going to be pure. Yes. It's going to be very easy to understand. Okay. It'll be very connected with you so that you're not fishing around trying to I've figure it. Mm -hmm. Clear signs. I've asked yes. clear signs. Mm -hmm. I think she's one of your signs. I think so too. <laughs> Look at that. Right? Wonderful. Do yes. you have a card or anything Actually, like I... Uh, Where's my friend Abby? She's got a, a Instagram she carries okay. for me. So um, I think that was the one that just came and she was like, she took a picture, I think, maybe. Okay, well, I'll have her come back. Okay. We'll have, yeah, we can yeah. have her come back. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So what's your name? Shannon. Shannon. Yes. Well, I'm Cindy. Nice to, nice to meet you, Cindy. too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Can I give you a hug? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. good. Thank you so Oh, you're welcome. Thank you're very you. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I just come in agreement with really great and wonderful things for your future See you. and and I how yeah literally what you just said yeah mm -hmm. agreement is a big thing yes. agreement is huge it's like huge. because what you connect with what you agree with you strengthen yeah. so you want to strengthen all the positive things and good things for you Absolutely. that only come from above thank you so much thank you guys. you're welcome coming in for a hug Shannon. you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> you guys need cards apparently i well, have one <laughs> yeah. what happens is we they end up losing them or oh, okay um what we did at burning man we might consider doing this again because so many did ask for do you have a card or how can i connect with you um we created a a, a self-inking stamp <laughs> so we did that at burning man because everybody throw everything down they'd lose it right so if it's yeah. inked on their it's just temporary, but uh, that way they have our information. They have what, you know, it also, it can tell people what we do and who, who we are. <laughs> We're dream interpreters, uh -huh. right? 
And so then they're like, oh my gosh, who are these people? You know, so yeah. I considered maybe we should do a self-inking stamp for uh, the next one that we do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Or you could even like, you could just have like a couple of cards, but like have a QR code that leads yeah. to like an Instagram or something like yeah. that. And like, hey, just, just scan this. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay. that's what she did. Yeah. So she has an Instagram for that. <laughs> I'm also busting up over that lady's hat. Make America firm again. <laughs> there that were was a few. Of, that's one of the, I uh, should have edited that out. Yeah. I was, we were laughing about oh. it. Oh. I mean, just, you know, yeah, just blended it. Yeah. You know. When in Rome, right? Yeah, yeah, when in Rome. Yeah, I'm sure people like give you things too, or I don't know. Yes. Like it's like you're like, all right. You know. Oh wow, this is not a MAGA hat. <laughs> I think no. she, I think she had that hat because it went with something else she was wearing. And yeah. So, anyway, yeah, we threw great. this stuff and then we dumped the stuff. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah but, absolutely. You, know, you stand out otherwise, you know, and so. Yeah, they yeah. do things. We have we have cards. I actually have to go through my wallet half the time. I, I went to uh, pick up a prescription for my mom the other day. I went to get my debit card out of my wallet, and it, it fell out. And I was like, "Oh God!" It was one of the girls I had encountered, and I can't. Oh throw. no! It was such a good encounter, and I'm like, oh, "Lord, you got to tell me when I put stuff." <laughs> it's in not here. what you think, person that's judging you. me right now. Yeah, so not what you think. Yeah, but yes. you know, in a different, just like. If you think of it like this, this is the best way to describe it. You know, when we go to church, I feel like we're on planet Christian. So we sing songs about God and Jesus and we talk about him. We read the Bible. We have, you know, messages about God, revelation. We have the gifts of the spirit that are flowing in. It just depends on where you go. And um, so when you go into an arena like this, this is their planet. Okay. So right. all of these things are normal to them. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really get past that part too. Like, they're not going to think like me. They're not going to, you know, they're, it's, it's going to be very normal to them um, because this is what the life they're in right now. They won't stay there, hopefully. And most right. of them don't. Um, however, there was one year that we went in and it was, um, we were able to get a hold of all of these girls and all of them had incredible encounters we were able to talk freely with them because of their dreams and because of some of the encounters they had and uh, able to tell them about God and about Jesus. And it was one of the only years we had that kind of freedom. Then we found out later on that there were five girls in that one company that all committed suicide at the same time. Jeez. So, you know, you don't know if you're going to be their last right. one. You don't know yeah, you if, don't. if you're going to be the last time that you know and so i i look back on it now and i think god gave us that kind of freedom like we had that rolled out red carpet for for us to give them the truth about who he is and that he died for them and loves them and he will save them and clean them up and give them brand new life and whether they did or didn't maybe just before you know it was the end they might have called on him just like we said, you know, uh -huh. so, you know, it, every yeah. year is different. And every time we've, uh, you know, had encounters, they're all different. And that's why I said, we don't have a recipe for this. We don't have an outline for this. It's in the moment and you have to be real sensitive to what is God opening up for me right now? Yeah. You know, what, what is he, how is he 
what does he want me to say? And if I jump the gun or I, I get in there and I try and go too deep, too quick, or, you know, I just, you know, it, it can, it can backfire on mm. us. Yeah. And then we get labeled and people talk the same way that anybody else, you know, then they're like, stay away from them. They're, you know, they're crazy or they're whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. Get stonewalled. Yeah. Yeah. So then they, they poison others against us. So, yeah. you know, that's how it, it is. Yeah. All so right. I just, I just want the, I just want us to realize the time that we're living in right now. We are, we're in a time where we can't afford to sit back. Right. It, it may be uncomfortable. It may be something that nobody, I'm not going in there. Well, don't go in there, but you've got other, you've got a whole high school full of kids that this is not foreign to. You've got a junior high that is, this is not foreign to. You've got a world that's trying to, um, there's a spirit of deception. There's a spirit of perversion that's been poured out to awaken children early before they're even ready. Um, there's drag queens that are going into libraries and into schools and they're creating mm -hmm. reading material for children that they shouldn't even know anything about. And, um, and I'm getting ready. Well, both Ab Abby is too getting ready. Uh, and, and the, uh, some of our team, we're, we're going to go to a drag show where that says it's family friendly and we're going to do some interviews and find out, you know, we want to first off, go and see what's going on, get a hold of, find out how God, what strategy do you need us to have for these kids? And then ask the parents, what are you thinking? You know, what, what do you, what makes you want to bring your children to a thing like this? And remember that because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is getting ready to hit like we've never seen before, the devil is triggered. I've said this before on your show. The devil is triggered. He knows God is getting ready to come in a powerful way. Yeah. And he's pulling out all the stops and all the junk trying to get these children um, indoctrinated into something that they shouldn't have any business knowing. Mm -hmm. And then parents are, are, are saying it's okay to, somebody just showed a slide at one of the conferences I was just at about parents are, people are determining in the hospital what gender children are based on what, what the child grabs for a pink thing or a blue thing even if they're born a boy or girl. Wow. I mean, I'm like, how, how, how can we sit back and not be involved? Yeah. Just explain to me, someone explain to me how we're filled with the, the Holy ghost and power and the Holy spirit knows all things. So, you know, all things. And how is it that we can just sit back and not be proactive at bringing truth into dark light into dark places, truth into lies and, and let God show up and shift the atmosphere. Yeah. How are we okay with that? How are we okay? Not being available to God. Yeah. You know that I beat a drum about this and, mm -hmm. I, and I wrote that book, you know, I wrote two books. I had Tim bring them in. I was, that's why I was texting two books, words at work, a language of light for a world living in darkness and what your dreams are telling you. 
what you're doing is telling you. Yeah. It's like, and these are just two. I've got another one coming out. So it's like, oh, snap. When is it? Is it coming out this year? Cindy? I'm hoping to get it out right away. Like, cause oh. I'm going to self publish and that helps me to get it out much quicker. But, um, but I'm like, we're going to educate people and, and we're going to equip them. And that's what we're meant to do. The fivefold. Okay. That's what, that's why we're in the positions and given the uh, anointing that we have uh, is to equip the saints to do the work. We're to equip the saints to do the work. We've never, we were never meant to be the field. We're the force to the field. And so the field is the world and the world right now, the attack is on the children and everyone has said it. I mean, I've, I knew it from before when Jesus was getting ready to come the first time, the Herod thing was a big deal. He was killing children, right? So we got a Herod spirit that's loose on the earth. That's going after the kids. Yeah. And as a mother and a grandmother, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. I'm not. I'm not okay with that. I don't want my grandkids being influenced by a, a, a demonic spirit that tells them lies and, and gets them jacked up uh, sexually or any other way. I'm not okay with that. And I'm not okay with, with not being able to communicate truth however I need to say it to whoever needs to hear it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit back. I'm not going to shut up. It's not going to be, that's not me. You know, I wouldn't you know expect that. anything less. You know that day. I know, but I just get passionate about it because I'm just yeah. watching it unfold. It's just like vomit on the yeah. earth, and I'm going, "Come on, dudes! Come on, guys! We can do this! Yeah. We can do this! If I can do this, you can do this." And, yeah. and even said, "You know, I'm not going to sit here on a little video that I do and tell you to show up, and I don't show up. I'm going to show up." And when I do, I carry the light of the world with me on. on the inside of me. And he will shift and change the atmosphere. And you don't know. You can't say, we all, well, this is a time of miracles. And then you never give God even a chance to do a miracle because you're there. Yeah. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. You know, sorry. Yeah. Don't I'm, apologize at all. <laughs> I'm better. I, I know. Like, <laughs> well, and I think too, going back to the trans, um, you know, like really highlighting kids and, you know, uh, trying to like really infiltrate that in. It's like, I always call it compassion gone mad. Whenever people like that are living in sin or in the, in the world and they're trying to do something with compassion there, there's no biblical understanding of or or knowing God personally to inform you of how to go about that. So it's just like compassion gone mad. So it's like, well, we need to look out for the trans people. We don't want them to feel alienated. So then you're like, well, let's bring them to the front um, of everything, even though they make up 0.005% of the population, you know, let's, let's put them out in the front. Let's put them out in the front. Well, what happens is you saturate the world with, you know, arts and entertainment, media, everything with this, kids who are already confused trying to figure things out suddenly go i think this might be the answer this right. might be the answer um and i i was taught i can't remember who i was talking to but they were saying that in schools like a lot of the kid, like the trans kids are the cool kids in hmm. in a lot of classes now um and so it's almost like the new punk rock thing you know it's yeah. like the, almost like the new alternative thing which is just 
like bizarre like that blows me away but that's where we're at you know yeah, and we have to do something about it i mean let's just get real with it and let's just say okay this is where we're at yeah. you remember how we talked about before like the big red circle and arrow at six flags you are here mm-hmm. <laughs> well you are here and yeah. so but we've been given a job to do and god wouldn't tell us to do it and then not give us any wisdom or power right. or yeah. anointing or special yeah. ability to do something about it so okay we're going to go into all the world and we're going to see what goes on there we're going to be present yeah. and we're going to watch him do what he does and then we're like we're, we're along we're, we'll do whatever you know yeah. wherever you need us to go we'll go if you tell us not to go we're not going so and um however you need us to go we're going to go yeah. so i i believe that if we can become willing in the church and you know how much how many people i mean i can speak for myself i've been trained I have been through Bible school. I've been through evangelistic uh, ministries. I've, we've pastored five, four or five churches. And I'm like, I'm not sitting around, you know, I'm not doing it. I mean, I'm not going to sit inside the church and just keep singing stuff and I'm hopping up and down and whatever else and, and let the world go to hell. Let my grandkids go to hell and my great grandkids at some point. I'm like, no, mm -mm, no, I'm not letting yours do it either. So, you know, that's just how I feel. And I think that's just a God thing. It's like this God vengeance or something on the inside. Oh, yeah. Righteous indignation. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, I know I know the Bible. I know Jesus. I know what he says. And I'm not going to sit around and not. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Mm -hmm. That's what Acts says. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then you're his witnesses everywhere you go. He explodes. So if you want to see miracles, get out of the church. Yeah. I mean, just go ahead because he'll do it. And he's going to, he's going to tear it up in a good way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say the big takeaway from this episode really is just like, it's a lot of what we've been saying. Like I've had a lot of people on that have said a lot of similar things Like God is rhyming a lot right now in terms of like repeating things through different people. And it's just like, get up, be available, go do the stuff and be bold. And one thing I love, Cindy, that you pointed out towards the start of the show, and Abby, I'm sure you would, you would agree with this, um, is um, you're mature enough, Cindy, to say, hey, man, I was at the, I had to step out for a little bit. You know, I, I had to step out of the convention for a little bit. It was heavy, you know. And you step out and then you go back in and that's the important thing. And it's okay as we're venturing into these new things or, you know, the heat's been, you know, turned up, you know, the, the darkness, uh, the, the heat of darkness has been turned up, you know, and sometimes it's just like, whew, man, okay. Need to back up for a second, you know, just kind of breathe for a second and then go back in. Abby, do you find yourself doing that too? Absolutely. I, yeah. I think I think everybody needs to know uh, when our own physical limits are. When we need to recenter and start yeah. to the Lord, like, mm-hmm. hey, I got to reconnect with you for a minute. Mm-hmm. Whether it's go to the bathroom or mm-hmm. um, you know go get lunch or you know whatever it is that you have to do, sometimes you just have to step away. Yeah. And take a deep breath, and it's all right. You're yeah. not going to miss it. Mm-hmm. You're there, and He knows you're there. You're not going to miss it. Um, you know, I think we covered before that. Our words aren't even so important all the time. I mean, yes, words are yeah. words are very important. Our choice of words are very important. 
but that's not the only thing he works through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really important, you know, because I think there can be a tendency. I know for myself, I can become, I'm an idealist. And so I'll just default to like, okay, it has to be a hundred percent this. And then when it's not, there's this temptation to give into like, I failed. And then like, you don't want to do it again because you felt like you failed or like, that's kind of extreme, but you know, that's just sometimes that's the way I am. Um, And so I think the important thing is just motion. It's continuing to go forward, continuing to get up, continuing to, to move forward um, and, and and putting our faith in God uh, and, and his ability to deliver when we make ourselves available. And that's, I I think that would be like one of the big takeaways from this for people is that. Well, fathers, fathers need to step up. Yeah. Mothers step up. And I think if we just do it, even from that perspective, you know, we've had kids, we've raised them and now fathers and mothers need to step up and go, okay, no, you know, no. And be present at some of these events and find out and get a hold of some of these young people that are, that are so, you know, it's a fatherless generation. I think I shared um, the last time or the time before that George Barna did a study and said, this is the first generation that is clearly post-Christ. Yeah. It is anti-Christ. It doesn't have any God-centeredness in it, uh, which makes it great for a a brand new awakening <laughs> yeah people don't have the i it, it's sad that we've gotten to that place but it's also i look at that as an actually actually a big opportunity a big open door to be like okay there's no baggage from like exactly you know, i hate jesus because my mom blah 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 or whatever yeah. no that's good that's right yeah and so they don't even know they don't have to be untaught or anything it's just they just need to have an encounter yeah and so um that's where as a mom, I can speak into the lives of people that didn't have one or they were abandoned or they were, you know, left alone or whatever, you know, they just weren't parented. And so that's kind of where I come from. And Tim, my husband is, is able to speak to young men and, and give them a father perspective and begin to, you know, he's creating with some other young guys on how they can be available to these guys that don't have a father. Mm-hmm. It's a fatherless generation. And so all of these things, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm not getting any younger, but I figure I got some years left. Yeah. And so I don't know whether it's just because I'm older or I'm just stupid, but I'm going to do it, you know, and I'm going to keep doing it because I'm not going to sit around and just let and be standing before Jesus one day. And he said, you know, you could have done this or that. Or, you know, look at all these opportunities you had and I missed it because I was stubborn or I was stuck in my ways or I was scared or I'd considered my own comfort above the comfort of, you know, whatever. You know, we we sang a song back in the 90s about break my heart for what breaks yours. Yeah, heart of worship. And how how often do we do that? How often do we go, Jesus, will you break my heart for what breaks yours? You know, because when I would sing that, man, my heart would start. See, it's already happening. Mm-hmm. Like I would just start feeling like this is what his heart breaks for. And this mm-hmm. is why we're doing what we do. And I'm not going to stop doing it. And I don't care who gets in my way. If you don't like what I do, get out of my way because I'm going to keep doing it. And I'll take others with me 
and, and, and we'll train and we'll take you with us, but you've got to have a willingness to, to, to let go of old stuff and get out of your comfort zone and just be willing yeah. to go. And again, this is not the only arena we go into, you know, we're going to do South by Southwest. We do film festivals. We do different events. You know, we just go where people are. College campuses are a big one. You know, just go on the college campus, do your own research, go and find out what they think and feel and give them words and give them encouragement and hold them and hug them and tell them that they're valuable and that they mean something, you know, and they don't have to lose their life. They don't have to kill themselves because they don't feel like they're wanted. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, yeah. 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 And also I misquoted the song break my, break my heart for what breaks yours. That's actually Hosanna by Hillsong United. So I just, just in case anybody blasts me in the comments, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, <laughs> but I was judging. I wasn't going to say anything, but I was judging. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. Um, Abby, I would love actually for you to pray. I really feel like, uh, pray for the, the, the listeners. Um, cause I know that there's a lot of people who are really as a result of, it might not be them going into the porn, porn conventions or burning man, but there are certain avenues that us as believers were each of us is called into those places to be bold and to, uh, to be a light in a dark place. And so um, I would love for you to actually just pray for, for those people who are really like, Oh man, okay. I feel a burning. I have no idea where it is, but I feel the burning of conviction in my heart right now. Yeah. So father, we just thank you for the ability to connect with you. Yes. And we thank you for the ability to be within our own communities, to hear your heartbeat and your plan for this world, for your children that are in this world. We thank you for direction. I just ask that you will um, take every listener, no matter when or where they hear this message, that you will begin to illuminate arenas and people um, that, that you know that they can touch. And I ask that you'll give them strategies Um, to reach the world around them. Start within their homes, Father. Make the connection at home. Let's start seeding the next generations and watch your outpouring of love and connection um, begin to reach those all around us. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to uh, connect them to you and just use us. Make us a conduit in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, this was fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm so grateful for what you guys do. Um, and you always have a place here whenever you want to share this stuff. Like <laughs> I'm so on board. Um, I think we need to be having these types of conversations about pornography a lot more, but also uh, humanizing these people again. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think that you guys do such a good job of that. Um, you know, and I think that's something that God has really just been like those Cindy and Abby, those are my people. Yes. You know, so thank you guys for what you guys are doing. Um, I prayed for you guys a lot, like thank when you. you guys were there. So we, we, we did. It. We really did. Thank you for shift. everyone who prayed for us and knew that we were there. And, uh, you know, I tried to make it available for people to know here's what we're up against, you know, kind of thing. And we felt a win, didn't we? We felt, we it, felt shift it shift. Over. Yeah. We were like, I felt like I was swimming in soup, man. I was like, yeah. Oh man. And yeah. then we put it out there and people started praying and they just, 
I mean, we felt a, a, a difference, a yeah. May or Mark wow. difference. So awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks for the platform you've given us to share what we know. And yeah, you know, we're, we're not experts at this. We just do it because we just don't want, we're just not going to not do it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, but thank you for making it a cool test. Absolutely, share. yeah, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. So, plug your books one more time, Cindy. Okay. We do have a link to Words That Work, but if people click the link there, it'll take them to the actual like website. They can get both books there. So we got what your dreams are telling you and words that work. <laughs> words yeah. that. Work. Words at Work will help you in any setting that you cannot say God or Jesus. Um, I've had teachers. I've had court justices. I've had uh, people in governmental positions and um, uh, all kinds of, you know, if you can't say God or Jesus, this will give you language to help you navigate uh, and say what God wants you to say without uh, tripping them up or without getting shut down by your organization or whatever school. I just had a substitute teacher say, I can't, I can't talk a Christian talk. I can't even bring up God or Jesus. I said, get words at work because it will help you to communicate truth to them in language they can receive and it won't shut you down. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So, so good. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So Cindy, obviously you have an Instagram, which is linked in the description. Yeah. Uh, but Abby, do you have a place where people can follow you or anything yeah, like that? Absolutely. I have my Instagram. I'll have Cindy post something and tag me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll awesome. Do it. She'll have to do it and tag herself because I don't know. How oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's all around. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, both of you guys. You're fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. Everybody, that's our show. Have an amazing Monday. We'll see you tomorrow, which is Tuesday with Krista Elisha. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Uh, so that's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. And obviously there's a donation link at the end. Elijahfire.com slash donate. Keeps this all free five days a week. Makes it so that we can keep doing this. And then we're also taking a portion of that over and doing the water well efforts. And that is all because of you guys and your generous donations. So God bless you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Krista Elisha. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.